Josh and Trista here with another episode of the Different Brain Podcast. Welcome to where your mindset will be shifted forever. Hopefully, that's what we're going to shoot for here. For life. Right? Yep. So today we have some more actual steps for you guys to take. Some of the stuff that we feel like is some of the first steps that you guys can take. Um, part of what we'll share with you, again, doesn't work for everybody, but, you know, with all the people that I've helped and worked with, including myself, which was the hardest client ever, um, you know, these things have been pretty powerful. So, you know, there's no perfect journey, but definitely not a straight. It's a uh, pretty jagged all the way up to success and any yeah. amount of success. So, um, you know, again, the reason why we do this guys is to really help you guys out and help shift your mindset. Cause what we found in our journey, the biggest breakthroughs that we've seen with our people that we've helped and including ourselves, has been these techniques we're gonna share with you. So this is like daily stuff right here that if you guys apply just a fraction of it, what we share with you, it will truly change your life. So Tristan. So like in Josh, as he said, it's not a one size fits all. So not everything is gonna work for everybody and you truly have to figure out what works for you. So what we're giving you is the framework, like a baseline to go from of some great ideas to help shift your mindset. I mean, it all starts with shifting your mindset, but how do you do that? And it's really, you know, I came up with five key habits that I think are crucial to shifting your mindset long-term. Um, so, and one of those is, you know, five of them, exercise, reading, affirmations, meditation, and journaling. And there's so many ways that you can go about doing each of those things. Um, but I think we'll just kind of discuss that. Yeah, I mean, the first one right there, I mean, uh, as you guys most who know my story, Trista, you know, that's how we were able to connect and meet and, and work together is health and fitness. I mean, health and fitness, you know, if you don't feed and strengthen your mind with health and fitness, it becomes very difficult. It's not impossible because you know, if you do all the studies, people that have, you know, achieved anything, whether it's health and fitness or spiritual life, business, any of it, you know, um, anybody will tell you like, you know, physical fitness is a big part of it. So, you know, um, the way you move your body is an emotion. So that's like pretty much the first step into creating any type of emotion, good or bad. So, you know, um, exercise is one of those things where, I mean, a lot of you guys could probably relate out there, like exercise has been a providential part of my life and my journey, which is like, I didn't really know what it was about exercise that really made me feel good. But I always knew that when I did it, I felt better about myself. And if there's anybody out there that feels that same way, I want to encourage you like that's, uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. So it's not just the physical change that you get from exercise, but like the actual emotion that changes, right? So when you're running or dancing or working out or you know, whatever the thing is you like to do, riding a bike, um, even intimacy with a partner, like all those things are a state of joy, but your body doesn't really get the connection with what you do. So a part of what we talk about is that force yourself to move your body and then you can get into that peak state, right? So, you know, being in a low state where you feel stuck and a lot of times it starts with your mindset, but you know, the interesting thing is, is that when you're not moving your mindset, your body is usually in, in sync with that, meaning that you're more than likely not moving, like changing your state and becoming in that peak state. So exercise is one of those things that I recommend daily, not just for physical health, but I mean, for me, it's a big mental health 
side of it. Definitely. It really primes my day. So starting with exercise in the morning, it gets your blood flowing. It gets your oxygen levels up. It gets, you know, those endorphins going, but really it's a stress release. So when I come to the gym, I just, I leave it all there and I put all that I have into my fitness and that primes me for the rest of my day. I'm no longer stressed, irritated, angry, whatever happened, happened. And I've let that go through exercise. So it's a way for me to just prime my mental state to be super productive and laser focused for the rest of the day. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, to touch upon that, it's like, um, I know for me, we've talked about this, I think a little bit last time is that, you know, when I have a super jam packed, crazy schedule, like for me, I'm like, man, like, where am I going to fit in my workout? And it's like, that may sound crazy to some people out there, but like, if you can change your association with fitness and health, like, you know, the feeling that you get after you finish a workout and whatever you like to do, whether it's running or lifting weights or, or, um, you know, Zumba, whatever, right? Like, um, snowboarding, surfing, you know, skateboarding and that stuff. Like after you move your body, you actually feel more grateful. You know, I know for me, like it definitely is an outlet, you know, um, like I said, when I can't get a workout into my schedule, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to get that good feeling that I get when I finish a workout or I'm like pushing myself. Right. And I believe for a lot of you guys out there that if you can change the association with what you think about working out, that it would change the way you think about it because, you know, working out, there's work involved because that's the root word. Right. And so, you know, if you can get over the grunt, the uncomfortable, like actually the weight training, you know, that, that makes you feel that, that way, like you can really associate with how you feel when you're in good shape, because when you're at a deficit and you have some weight to lose or even gain, like it feels like a mountain that you maybe never going to be able to climb up to the top of it. But if you can envision what you feel like at the end of a workout, but also feeling in shape. And if you've ever been in shape, like, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. And I, I think that's really important is the feeling afterwards, because I mean, you can ask many people and they most likely aren't looking forward to the workout. They're looking forward to how they feel afterwards. Uh, and so that was really important for me to start getting those habits in place is I didn't want to go to the gym, but I went and I felt so much better afterwards. And I think if you're going to do anything for your mindset, exercise and movement of the body should be like that first step. Yeah. But I also think that there's a big psychological mindset piece that goes with working out too. And I know for me, like if you can take action on going either moving some weight or if you hit the step meal like me, um, going and doing one of those things that you really just don't like doing. And the funny thing is a lot of people think that someone even like myself, who's been into fitness for a long time, just wakes up and it's like, like, rah, like, let's go party at the gym, right? It's, it's not like that, right? So, um, you know, I think that will actually help a lot of you guys too, that, you know, most people that are really fit, it's not that they like working out necessarily, because I like working out, but I like more what it does to me and especially my mindset. So I know that when I do something that I don't like to do every single day, also it forces me to do things even like this, you know, cause I'm a natural introvert. So this is really difficult for me to do. And that may seem sound crazy to some of you guys out there, but you know, it's a, most of us are introverted at heart and we stem from a place where, um, we don't like talking to people or, um, or whatever it is. And, you know, I, I, I can speak for most people cause that's pretty much the case. Right. Yeah. Um, but if you could force yourself to do that uncomfortable thing, there's so many like mental psychological mindset, 
you know, strengtheners in there that can help you take action on things that maybe aren't physical or fitness, like a conversation with a loved one, right? That was maybe a little uncomfortable or writing an email or just taking that first step and doing something that you really don't want to do. To me, that's a huge part of fitness and working out. And to me, it's for sure changed my life forever. And I've seen it change many people around me. Yeah. So, and it also, you know, helps build your self-confidence going back to, you know, you need to make those promises to yourself of, oh, I'm going to go up and, you know, wake up in the morning and go to the gym. When you don't do that, you're not keeping promises to yourself and then you feel worse about yourself. Or when you say you're going to do something and then you actually do it, it just solidifies and you learn to trust yourself, which increases your self-confidence. Um, and I saw that just by starting with that one simple thing, I'm going to the gym and, you know, exercising, moving your body. And I think it's super important yeah. for so many other aspects, not just physical aspects, you know, that your brain is being primed, you're learning to trust yourself, you're building that self-confidence, which leads into being able to instill other habits that go along with changing your mindset. Yeah, and even to touch on what Trisha was talking about, because uh, we could really just stay on this one step one, yeah. I think, and really talk about it for a long time, because there's so many different facets of why it's so important. You know, part of, you know, getting better in life is really raising your standard. And, and we both talked about this a lot before, but your mindset is really where that all stems from. So being able to not tolerate from yourself like anything less than I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to go do these things um, because you really know what it's like if you don't do those things. I know for me, that's a big driver for me because the mindset, the body, like they all are interwoven together, but also too, like we've all fallen out of a habit of like missed a day or two here and then fell off track. I mean, I've, it's happened many times for myself too. And sometimes it's schedule, sometimes it's excuses, but um, we all at the same time every day, but you know, we, we also know what it's like if we don't do the things. So our encouragement with this is really to help you guys raise your standards, but like in the process, you get the strength in your mindset, which is really the most powerful part. And that's why we're here. So yeah. do the hard things. Life is easy, right? Exactly. Yeah. All right. Cool. Affirmations. So affirmations, um, you know, Part of it, like I, I look at it more as like an I am statement. And what an I am statement is, is just really, you know, verbally, you know, putting it out there that you are certain things. And, you know, um, this may sound like uh, not as like, um, not as powerful as certain things out there, but like when you say that you are something good or bad, it's very powerful. And um, we're not gonna get too in depth on it today, but like when you say things out loud in a negative aspect, it's tremendously more powerful in a, not a good way. So, you know, affirmations, whether you're writing them on paper or you're putting them down or voicing them out into reality, there is very, very powerful things in that. And they have studies, there's been research. I've done a lot of homework myself on speaking things into reality. And I can tell you, there's some things in my life right now that I thought was on the verge of being actually made fun of, like before I said those things out loud. And this is, you know, I can think of one or two right now that are actually realities today in my life. And it gives me the chills really to think about because, you know, when you say something that you don't even feel like, you don't feel like you deserve it, I think is, is probably, I think most people could resonate with that, like that you would, it would never happen for you, right? Um, 
I can tell you right now, if you guys are in a place that you're stuck and you're afraid to say goals out loud, or I am going to do this, or I am this, like that shit is really powerful. And, and I can tell you right now, because like I said, there's a couple things in my life that came recently that, um, you know, are, are real. And they're something that I get actually living today. So, um, with the affirmations, like that is an extremely powerful part of, of anyone's journey, but not just the first step in doing that, but like actually taking actionable steps, which we're going to help you guys with that. But making the decision, putting it out there and saying it out loud, I, I believe to be very powerful. Yeah, you're speaking it into existence. Your brain is a very primal organ and it is going to believe whatever you tell it eventually. Um, and that goes back to what we talked about on the first podcast was, you know, what you learn between the ages of two and five becomes your subconscious. Well, your brain isn't just born with that knowledge. It's been told that. And so it starts to believe that. And it's the same thing with affirmations. You start speaking those things into existence and your brain starts believing them and you start behaving in that type of way that leads to even, you know, manifesting deeper and deeper with your affirmations. Um, and they've been super crucial. I think even getting people through those tough times in life, um, or if you just stick with your affirmations, it, it gives you, you know, that faith that like, I am becoming this. Um, and so they've been really helpful, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, um, to go with that, I mean, uh, just to get you guys a little bit more just understanding of like the negative side of it. Like if you guys say I am in a negative way of something that you don't want to happen, like there is more like force and power to saying something negative out loud than, than positive. And so, um, you know, some people would say like, well, why would I say some things out loud? But if you can just actually just not say things negative out loud, yeah. that can actually be more powerful than anything of just keeping your mouth shut. But to take it a step further, like, we're not going to focus on that today. I want you guys to really just focus on what you want because my philosophy and methodology towards changing anything with your mindset in your life is really just what you focus on, you move towards. So if you can focus on what you are and kind of disregard what you're not and just control yourself from saying those negative things out loud. Cause I know for me in the beginning of my journey, and I've taken back steps in that is, is saying things out loud that were negative about myself. Um, and this was one of the biggest breakthroughs for me because I, when it came up and I was going to do it again, I just like shut my mouth <laughs> and, and that's the best thing you can do in those situations. So yeah. And learning to catch yourself when you're about to say something negative, I've um, been reversing that thought, I think is another tip that yeah. I've kind of, you know, when I first started in this journey, it's just recognizing, oh, I'm saying these negative things. And if I don't want them to happen, I should probably remove them from being stated. And here's the next thing guys, like, you know, this, kind of makes me think about well, your brain is really like a computer, right? So when you say something like, why does this always happen to me? Well, your brain actually has to come up with an answer, right? So like, cause you're stupid, right? <laughs> and, and that's the conversation that went through my mind for a lot of years with not just that context, but just to give you like guys an idea, your brain like is like a computer. So it has to come up with an answer. So, you know, why can I always lose weight? Right? Well, because you're a pig, you know, you're fat, right? So like your brain would come up with that answer because, well, it needs to, because you're, you're asking it a question that's demanding essentially like a negative answer, right? So, um, asking you shall receive, right? Yes. It's not in the good way too. Definitely. And that was something else that I read was, 
Uh, it's not the answers that your brain is giving you. It's the questions that you're asking. So if you don't like the answer, figure out how you're asking, you know, how can you ask a better question to get a better answer? 100%. Yeah. Just like she just said, Trista, like, you know, ask a better answer and you get a better question, get a better, ask a better question, you'll get a better answer. Right. And, you know, if you can think of a lot of the, the mindsets are really controlled by the thoughts and the questions you actually ask yourself, right. When you're by yourself and to think about that, you know, for a minute and actually be very clear and concise on the questions that you do ask yourself and, you know, cause those questions can actually lead to decisions and decisions could actually make change your life. And that's really what this is about, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So affirmations. Reading. Reading. So reading has been a tough one for me. Um, and I've not always been a avid reader in school. I, I avoided a lot of it. I was very insincere, uh, with my reading and when I got a little bit older, I found out that it was really just because it wasn't intriguing or fascinating for me. I was reading books in school because it was just like what we had to do. But once I found out more stuff that I wanted to read, so for you guys out there, if there's some non-readers out there, what I would say is that if you're watching this, then you're definitely one of the small percentage of people that wants to get better, wants to increase their life to a higher level. So. Um, for me, personal development and topics like this were very fascinating. So to get myself to, to read more often is looked at because really making time for things is really valuing it, right? So when we say we don't have time for something, we're really just saying we don't value it. So for me, that was very convicting with reading because it was important to me, but I wasn't making time for it, right? So if there's something that you're doing out there I would encourage you when you tell yourself that it's enough time for it is what you really need to do is relanguage the way that you say it, right? Is that I need to make time for this, whether you need to stay up a little bit later, 10, 15 minutes, maybe get up a little bit earlier, but just like working out, it's going to be a discipline, right? And, um, the cool thing about reading, and I wish I would have got this younger, um, on my journey was to be more of an avid reader, but you know, people are taking literally decades and sometimes quarter of a century in my case, to be able to share information that took them that long to figure it out, right? So like you guys can read a book in a day and, it, and sometimes in a few weeks that could literally give you like 10 years and collapse it in like a few pages, right? Yeah. So that was huge for me, understanding that like, you know, you don't have to do all that like pain and hurt and, and just frustration. You could just read the book, you know? Yeah. Um, so reading for me has been always been something that I loved doing when I was younger and then got away from it as I was older because I had this false misconception that I didn't have enough time to do it. Um, but when it came down to it, if it was something I really enjoyed, I made the time and it goes back to that whole, you value, you know, you have time for what you value. So, but with reading, you know, it was like a sponge for me. I just, I, I wanted to soak up all the knowledge that I could and reading was an incredible way for me to do that and learn about so many different things just by reading a book. Um, and so it became a daily habit. Uh, I think I've read, I, I think 50 books in the last two years, probably more than that. Um, and I just, I, I can't get enough of it. And so yeah, I talked to a lot of people out there though, that are like, Oh, I'm not a reader. I can't sit and read a book. And so there's alternatives, right? Like you have audible and stuff like that, where you can listen to an audiobook. 
um, podcast and it goes into what you're feeding yourself. So going back to me, just feeling like a sponge, I wanted to soak up as much information as I possibly can, because I just feel like, you know, the more knowledge I have, the better off my life is in all areas. And so, you know, finding those things that you enjoy either reading or listening to is really important because, you know, what you feed yourself. Yeah. I mean, to touch on what Trish is saying, I think that like, you know, if you guys are, are having a harder time focusing, like for me, I, I have a lot of distractions in my life and I definitely won't make that as an excuse because, um, I try to read when everyone's in bed or, you know, that's an easier time for me to focus because otherwise it's kind of hard for me to focus. But what I would encourage you guys to do is net time. So listening to audio is something that I do a lot of training. Um, I feed and strengthen my mind because I know that's really the foundation for a strong mindset, right? And life happens, you know, things happen, things are up and things are down, things are good and things are bad, right? And I used to always think that my emotions would really kind of go with that a lot. Like I think a lot of you guys out there that are listening to this can relate to that. But if you can feed your mind the truth of what you really want in life, you have a better probability of just being able to be durable when life happens, right? And, um, you know, for me, there's been nothing more strong that's strengthened my mind more than that is, is really just consistently, regularly feeding it. And so I call the net time and um, no extra time is, is really what okay. that stands for, right? So what that says is like, if you're doing your dishes or in the car, right? Or basically when you're doing something else, you can listen to it, right? So meaning that it's not gonna take you extra time to do it. So with the reading a book, I actually prefer it because in a lot of cases you get more, but there's more distractions, right? In that case. But I, I think that both of them have a lot of power, but definitely trying to do both is, is a good thing. Yeah. And really it's the positive effect, you know, so that like two years ago it was COVID and I was so sick of everything that was out there and the negativity and the pessimism. And so I just, I wanted to drown myself in anything good that I possibly could from reading to listening to podcasts and, you know, all that stuff that I think is super important and just feeding positivity and it changes your whole framework. Uh, so I think that's really important too, is we're all operate from a certain framework, but when you read books and you learn things, whether it's reading or listening, you're changing the lens that you see things through. Um, and that's just, it's also reinforcing your beliefs, right? So like something recently that was a really big breakthrough for me was, um, understanding that just because you have a belief about something doesn't necessarily make it to be true. Right. And so a lot of what you feed in your ears, like what we're trying to do to you guys is try to give you guys more truth. Right. And what is truth? Right. So like for each person, like obviously the sky is blue and when the sky, when the sun's on out, it's, it's black. Right. But like, what if someone said it was like pink, you know, instead of like purple, like who's ultimately right. Are we all just colorblind? You know? So like, if you could think about some things in your life, I know there's some have been in mine that I thought to be true and it completely handicapped my life in, in areas of my life because I thought that to be true. But then when I actually realized that that wasn't true, it was just my life, what I thought was true, I realized that the constraints that were on my life were limiting me because of those beliefs I had, so. So one thing I come across often when talking to people about this stuff is that 
they always believe their whole life because of the way that they've been raised or what they've been told is you can't have money and be a good person. So I think that's a really big struggle that I see a lot of people struggle with is that they want to make money, but they don't feel good about it. Um, yeah. You know, so one of the things that you just got to question, like, is that, is that an actual truth or is it just yeah, something I, I believe know. to be true? That's a very interesting thought because, um, you know, I come from a long family history of um, a lot of people like that. that are very like humble, humble upbringings, right? Um, and even um, family now, they're huge on contribution and giving stuff away, but it's like, how can you be so big on contribution when, you know, you're not earning that much, right? Because they're the same people that would obviously want to be a part of making a big impact. And, you know, you know, one of our goals is to, to produce 30,000 meals in a month, right? For food share. And it's on my vision board. And, um, you know, I was talking to some of my close family friends about that. And it's like the whole face like lit up when I was telling them about it, but it's like, you know, that's what you have to think about with like earning money, because if you don't earn enough money, how can you give it away? Yeah. It's like Trista said last week, it was like, how can you pour from the cup that's empty, right? Yeah. And, you know, most people that we get to work with and help, that's what they've been doing for sometimes in a couple of years, in some cases, five, 10 years, sometimes 20 years. They've been pouring from this cup that's been empty and they feel just so like there's nothing left, right? And then it actually turns into excuse because they don't have to take action because they're just, you know, they take care of everyone else, which is, that's just a limited belief. But again, back to the beliefs, right? Like, what is it about, what do you believe about life to be true that isn't, right? That's one of them for sure. Yeah. Meditation, number four. Yeah. So um, this is something that I didn't do like my whole life up until a couple of years ago. I slowly started like dabbling with it, um, which I just, it seemed very like hocus pocus, like, like what's all this stuff about? Like, it seems very weird, but there is a lot of science that actually like lays out the way to actually tap into that subconscious of what you have ingrained in your life. So once you get to be, I think about 35 years old, like 90% of your, your thoughts, um, things are like every day are like 90% the same. Yeah. Right. And so like, how do you get yourself to actually change something that's so inset and ingrained? And um, I deal with this a lot. A lot of people that we coach and help, like, you know, when I know that it's been 15, 20, 25 years with a problem, I know that this is gonna be much less about workouts and nutrition and way more about mindset and pulling out of those old habits. And like, you know, I mean, we that's what we do, right? So, um, but it's very challenging. And in some cases, like almost impossible, you know? And I have to know with what we do that not everyone's gonna, just because we do what we do and we put results into game plans, like not everyone's gonna get the results, right? And that's tough because, you know, when you want that result more than the person, you know, it's like, you almost wanna like jump in them and yes. <laughs> do it yeah. for it, right? Um, but because of those, subconscious habits and beliefs are so inset and ingrained. It takes some really like powerful stuff to really get the ship happen. But like going back to the meditation, I believe from my journey, that's the first step. Because if you can like get into a place where all your sensories are blocked out and you're just listening to something and focusing on really what you want, right? Because that's what you're gonna work, you're gonna move towards. Like you, there's some brain chemistry that actually happens when you can actually tap in to yourself, unself, 
unsubconscious to actually make those significant changes. And they've proven it, that it actually does happen in meditation. So for me, when I started to understand that, like, I was like, oh, okay. Like there's something more here than just like closing your eyes and doing this weird shit. Right. <laughs> Cause I think if you see someone meditating or, you know, you embark upon it for the first couple of times, it seems very like, it seems very weird and seems like, you know, I don't have time for that, you know, maybe, but like for me, once I understood that there's actually some, some reprogramming that needs to be done and this is how you do it. Yeah. I think that was like the biggest breakthrough for me and, you know, kind of like working out, like you do it a couple of times and you don't really feel any different. Um, but I can promise you guys after doing this for a couple of years now, um, it's like, I look at it like working out. Yeah. It's a pump out effect. Yeah. I may miss it like one day out of the week, but it, it's almost like the working out. It's like, I didn't get that good, like feeling focus on what I really, really want. Yeah. You know? And, um, yeah, it changed my life forever for sure. Mine too. Definitely helps with energy and focus. Um, I was reading that eight minutes of meditating is equivalent for your brain to 20 minutes of sleep. Um, yeah. so I actually, and I'll do some more research and bring this up in a later podcast, but there's, um, there's actually some, there's telomeres in your body for anti-aging effect. And they say that meditation can actually increase your age too and has some anti-aging benefits. But I do know guys, like when you raise your, sorry, lower your cortisol levels, focusing on gratitude, focusing on appreciation, you know, healing, like the benefits of at least what we go through. Um, I mean, there's no question in my life, my life's been better but also decision-making my personal state, the way that I show up for everybody else. Like, um, it's, I mean, it's made a tremendous impact. Um, and let's face it, we have to live with ourselves right? yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day. So we can't get ourselves to be happy with ourselves. And that's honestly a big part of this too, guys, is that, you know, um, being able to influence yourself and like yourself, and it may sound like stupid, but when you like yourself more, you're going to have a better life. And I don't mean in like a full of yourself, like unhumble way, but actually genuinely like yourself because you have not only like a self-trust that you've built with yourself, that I do the things I say I'm going to do, but because I care more about people around me, because this isn't about you or me or Trista, right? This is about a greater good and contribution, right? I mean, in, in, my, in my life, in my experiences, you know, growing and helping you guys grow up and, um, and your spiritual self and your mindset and the way that you just do life. And then, you know, being able to contribute like with your family and your community. And that was the number one thing I think I mentioned in my first testimonial for BSF and different brave was being able to love myself. I mean, I love myself so much that I'm going to go to the gym. I love myself so much. So I'm going to take care of myself. Like I would take care of my kids or my husband. And if I can't love myself, how can my kids love being around me? How can my husband be, you know, able to love being around me. And I think that, you know, was back to the mindset, like yeah. that that's all where it began. If I hadn't worked on my mindset, I would not be in a place where I truly love myself. And I don't mean that in a conceited or, yeah. you know, I'm better than anybody else, but like, I actually care about myself. The interesting thing is, is that when you guys spend the time for not just like workouts and your health, which is the first number one, but also like, even meditation, right? And all these little actual steps that may seem like time consuming and waste your time, but that's truly it. You have a better relationship with yourself and that you can show up a better mom, a better coach, a better leader, 
a better sister, a better everything, right? And, and that's really like, I mean, that's really what, if we could do one thing for you guys is help you guys get some breakthroughs in these areas because that's just really it. If you guys can be better selves. And, and the fact is, is sadly enough that most of us aren't happy with ourselves because we're trying to be something that we're not and that we can be your true authentic self and use some of these tools that we've shared with you and uh, you know, become a better person and really like feel good about yourself, right? And again, not like an unhumble way, but just, and, or fool yourself, just be like, I do the things I say I'm gonna do and, and um, I have standards, you know, and I don't allow certain things in my life and, and these are the things I demand of myself, you know, not like, should I go work out or should I meditate? It's like, when am I gonna do it? Is it gonna be right now or is it gonna be later? You know, cause I gotta get it done, all right? Yes, journaling, last one. Oh, okay, journaling. So um, yeah, um, that's, that's been one that I haven't been as good at. I've, I've done it. I've tried just about everything under the sun. Okay. Um, so I'll let Tristan. I am an avid journaler and I was hesitant to start at first because I you know, was like, what's you know, journaling gonna do for me? I really don't have that much time. Um, but I found a journal and it was called the five minute journal. So it's one thought a day and just writing down one thought that stuck out to me every day. Um, and it's, it was a five-year journal. So I started it May 4th, five years ago. So this upcoming May is going to be year five. And so, but the coolest part about it is every day when I go to write in it, I see what I wrote the previous years on that day. And so sometimes I'm like, oh, wow, I was really smart. Like, that's a really great thought. And other times it's like, wow, I was suffering that, you know, look how far I've come. So for me, journaling is a way to reflect on where I was and where I am now. Um, and to be really grateful for that, but it's also a way to um, write down your gratitude. Yeah. Um, so I started with that journal, and then I implemented another journal. So that's everything. It's in in the morning. I get up. I write down three things that I'm grateful for, and right before I do my meditation, um, and it goes into how you feel in the morning to how you feel at night, and it really is priming you again, just like exercise does in the morning, to set yourself up for a really good day. So you nail out your three, you know, critical tasks for the day. Um, you know, three things you're grateful for, three critical tasks, how you feel, what you're looking forward to. And then at the end of the day, you write how you feel and also something that made you smile or feel really good at the end of the day. Um, and so I, I, I love it. I think it's a great thing for anybody to do. Um, and also, yeah, I've got a client that journals to the universe every day. So like, dear universe, thank you for this. I'm really looking forward to this. You know, um, and for her, that gets her into that mental mindset of having a really great day. So I think there's so many different ways to go about it and so many benefits. But journaling, I mean, play around with it. You're going to find a, a system that kind of works for you. But I think it's great to be able to track metrics, see where you've been, where you're going, all that good stuff. Yeah. I think to add to the journaling, I think, uh, and we could talk about this more later, but the, the vision board of some sort. So this could be like a goal setting or just stuff you write down in a journal. Well, when you write it down, it has yeah. way more power. Than, Absolutely. You know, just say it, you're actually writing it. Um, and so that's another thing I do is I write a daily affirmation. Yeah. I mean, I have like a, a business plan that was like, I'm, <laughs> my character is very, is to be, was it, my wife calls it overly optimistic. But time and my goals, I think too. And really just like the time frame that I see that it's gonna happen on is sometimes a little bit shorter. So those things have 
happened, but it just taken a little bit longer than, than I'd write out. But, um, there's definite power to that because for me, I have a place at home where I take most of my phone calls and a lot of my meetings and it's like right in front of my board and I stare right at it. Like that's the first thing when I start coaching somebody is have them put a, an inspiring or motivating image on their phone and their computer. Um, and even, you know, a vision board right next to your desk, because that's something that you're going to be, you know, looking at all day, Yeah, um, which I think is really important. Something, you know, with that too, is the more clear you can get, right? So like, it's interesting how dreams come about and certain things you guys want to do in life. It may change a little bit, right? And so like that dream may veer you off this way, but like the more clear and specific you can get about that, I found it to be even more powerful um, because, you know, your mindset and your brain, your daily thinking, like the affirmations, like the journaling, like the meditation, those actually, to me, when she was describing it, are really the, the same thing, right? It's almost like the paper. I don't mean it by that, but like, it's the same, it's a method to, to get you to start thinking about the same thing more often. And uh, the more you think about something, the more you're gonna move towards it, right? So like what you focus on, you feel. Yep, exactly. Yeah. That's another thing, focusing on how you wanna feel, not just necessarily a financial goal. Um, I get a lot of people that have this certain, you know, income goal that they want, but really breaking down into why you want that income goal, you know, and it's roots back to how you feel when you hit that goal, what you're able to do and what that feels like. So that's, yeah. I mean, to get more clear and specific on, again, what you want to do once you get there, like maybe you just want to get there, you know, or just like some of you guys out there are saying, you know, I want more money. It's like, all right, well, here's a dollar, you know, yeah. Bye. Right. You got, you got what you were asking for. So getting clear and specific about like what targets you actually want to hit. And then like the actual steps that you're going to do to get there. Yeah. Reverse engineer everything. I'm a big fan of it. So figure out how you want to feel, what that looks like, and then how you're going to get there. And if you shoot higher than you originally planned for, you're going to most likely hit that goal. Yeah. That's what I've learned. Yeah, for sure. So what I would like you to do, and I was thinking about this before today, is that now that we've kind of given you like five, five or six? Five habits. Five habits that you guys can take away. I want you guys to email us, comment below about some actionable steps that you guys are actually gonna do and take away. So, you know, pick one and maybe you're already doing this, but like, I really wanna hear from you guys cause this is, you know, this is why we set aside time in our schedules and put this whole thing together to help you guys. So if there's, maybe something that you'd like to add to it or something that you would actually walk away from this and actually be doing after this. Like I want to hear it like in the, in the comments and definitely. And if you're not doing any of it, pick one thing. We want to know what's that one thing that you're going to implement and get really good at before you add another to it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Well, that's it. All right. Thanks. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.